You're listening to the Radiology News Network, RNN. Welcome to a new episode of the Radiology News Network. Thank you for tuning in to RNN with Hildo Lamb. In this episode, we celebrate that the Netherlands Heart Days, a conference for radiologists and cardiologists in cardiovascular imaging, already exists for 15 years. Thank you for tuning in to RNN. Radiology News Network, RNN. So we have a lot of guests in this episode of the Radiology News Network. And some very important guests, for example, Professor Matthijs Oudkerk, the founder of the Netherlands Hard Days. Mrs. Dr. Estelle Noach, Chief Operating Officer of the Netherlands Hard Days. Dr. Izzy Gerstenboot from the National Epidemiologist of Curaçao and Operational Leader of the COVID-19 Crisis on Curaçao. Mr. Erik van der Hoeven, President of the NASCO, the Netherlands Antilles Foundation for Higher Clinical Education. And a cardiologist, Dr. Maarten Jan Kramer. He is cardiologist and associate professor of cardiology at the University Medical Center in Utrecht in the Netherlands. And he is member of the NHD program committee. Then we have Professor Tim Leiner, current chair of the Netherlands Hard Days. And Dr. Jan-Willem Gratema, treasurer of the NHD. So welcome everybody to the RNN podcast. So let's kick off with the founder of the Netherlands Hard Days, Professor Oudkerk. Uh, can you please comment on the history of the NHD? Why was it founded? How did it start? What is the general background? Now, Hildo, I think this is the most perfect uh, wallpaper we uh, ever had for the last year, with also the best chair we, I had so far. And uh, that is all, it makes it already immediately clear why we... Uh, why we went uh, to this fantastic part of the Netherlands in the Caribbean. So, um, yeah, it all started more or less by a very old uh, connection that was for higher education. So the NASCO is the foundation for higher education in the Northern Antilles. And that was an existing uh, collaboration for education between the University of Groningen and the uh, islands, uh, especially Aruba, Curaçao, and St. Martin. Now, when I went to Groningen, that's already a very long time ago, almost 20 years, oh no, no, more than 20 years even, then, um, yeah, the dean came to me and said, uh, you are going to uh, organize a radiological meeting in Curaçao. I said, no way. Why should I? No money, nothing, like now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And I said, okay, um, that's no problem. Uh, we fund you with 100,000 guilders still at that time. And uh, I said, okay, um, that is very strange. But then I found out that it was a, a, co- a collaboration with the standard funding from the Dutch government for this higher education in the Antilles. So the money was there and had to be filled in. And that is how it started. That's how um, I first met uh, the NASCO. Uh, first met also Erik van der Hoeven, and uh, we had this uh, start then in the World Trade Congress uh, building that is near the Marriott, with enormous airco systems, as uh, Stella remembers, and um, yeah, we almost blew from coldness uh, out of the building. <laughs> so later on, we thought that we should uh, we should do it uh, at the Marriott. So that is how it started over there. And in the same time, we um, uh, uh, we were already starting with the European Society of Cardiac Radiology. 
And uh, that was my first term as president there. And I thought it would be very interesting to get a kind of, uh, from the connections we had with the US, it will be very interesting to have a neutral ground where we can freely uh, associate with uh, cardiologists, with pathologists, with, of course, radiologists and uh, policymakers uh, uh, focused to, uh, also to the problems with a special session for the, the Caribbean and uh, invite people from there that are working in healthcare to tell us their main problems and uh, try to find the best answers for that region. But at the same time, make a scientific program uh, as an option, multidisciplinary. So uh, really different from anything else that we knew in that time uh, that we could work with. And that has been, uh, there were many things coming up, as you probably realize what was coming up is the non-invasive coronary imaging that was uh, not, not very known at that time. Um, uh, our group had uh, published the first results on this and also coronary calcium scoring, which is of course now very uh, uh, en vogue, but then no one, no one did it. And we had the first population study there. And the Americans that made it very interesting did all the work already with EBT systems in the US and brought all their knowledge to this meeting. So we had uh, now from the editor of Radiology Today with uh, the former uh, presidents of the NASCI, we also made the uh, alliance with the North American Society of Cardiac Imaging. Uh, now, Tello can tell you uh, uh, at certain points in time, we had uh, more than 12 uh, nationalities at a meeting, um, many, many various team speakers, and the nice thing about it was that when we uh, started Four Seasons, that really things happened also on the island. So, uh, for example, this in the in the old uh, Saint Elizabeth Hospital, uh, they needed um, invasive cardiology and uh, as procedure, and there were no uh, cat uh, cat rooms. And then uh, we had uh, over the years um, a real new. Uh, uh, achievements that Professor Abels, Jared Abels, uh, and Professor uh, uh, Zelstra from Erasmus now, but then he was in Groningen, uh, had a lot of uh, yeah, meetings to make that work. And that really ended up also to a real improvement of the uh, yeah, possibilities on the island, because the patients before had to go to Aruba. And now for the last years, and uh, we had also in our conferences, uh, we had feedback from the results of the uh, catheterization lab and the indications and the results and the, and the level that they were working on. And it was very, on a very high quality level and uh, referenced by uh, many centers in the Netherlands. So that was, was a very good result also from what we are doing. And we, we also discussed, of course, all kinds of diagnostic approaches and algorithms and uh, the way uh, things changed in time. So we had also a lot of work, and you know that, Hildo, a lot of work on uh, MRI presented there, although there was no MRI in the region. Um, uh, but it made aware uh, also, I think, for that region, there were possibilities that, um, uh, in, in, in a diagnostic sense, that could be interesting to move patients for certain indications to the Netherlands, for example. So, uh, Next to the meeting itself, it was very free. So uh, normally you would have a kind of difficult yeah, uh, discussion with the cardiologist, of course, and with path pathologists, that's now different. But in that time, the, the specialties were, were really separated and very much uh, in their own way. And uh, we know now that uh, cardiologists have their highest priority on imaging, but it was vice versa in, uh, when we started in the beginning. So I think the major goals that, uh, that we had in focus at the moment that we started with the Netherlands Hard Days, uh, and before it was the North Netherlands Hard Days, and I explained uh, that it all started with this alliance with the government and Groningen University. That's why it was the North Netherlands. And then we brought it up to the Netherlands and with the support. So all the universities uh, of the Netherlands were uh, over the time, and the academic hospitals, of course, were involved in this meeting. Um, uh, I think the growth of uh, uh, cardiac radiology has been also very much uh, 
fertilized by this meeting, so to speak. So this as an introduction about the history. Yeah, thank you very much for this introduction. RNN with Professor Lamb. So thank you very much for this overview. We will uh, continue the discussion uh, with Dr. Estelle Noach. She is the Chief Operating Officer of the Netherlands Hard Days. Uh, Estelle, welcome uh, in the podcast. Uh, can you maybe uh, describe where the meeting was organized, uh, were there major changes uh, and what happened uh, in that respect the past 15 years? Yes, well, uh, thank you, Hildo. Uh, well, indeed, uh, from the beginning onwards, uh, I am involved in the Netherlands Hard Days. Um, I still clearly uh, have in my memory that Professor Outkerk in 2003 sent me for four days to Curaçao to make an inventory of the possibilities uh, there to organize a meeting. Uh, that was also the first moment that I fell in love with the island. Uh, and I can say that it feels right now uh, like my second home because I made so many connections there. Um, so uh, we uh, indeed started, as Professor Artkak said, our meetings in uh, the World Trade Center, which uh, was much after, after we ha- had been there, was much too large for the meeting because we started with about 50 participants in a, a hallway of 300 uh, seats with a freezing cold uh, air conditioning. Uh, so after uh, uh, two years over there, we decided that that was not the right place. So then we went over to the Marriott Hotel, um, which um, uh, is still there, of course. Um, and after uh, several years there in the ballroom, we uh, had to move because the Marriott was under construction and we went to the Hilton Hotel. Uh, there was also this very nice uh, conference hall, um, a very uh, nice hotel also, and a very nice uh, place uh, to be around with all the participants. And then uh, we uh, again had uh, a change uh, of company in the hotel uh, chains change. Uh, so then we had to move to Santa Barbara, where we were last year, uh, which was a marvelous place. And of course, we would have hoped to have our meeting there this year. But uh, unfortunately, of course, COVID uh, changed things a bit. Um, uh, well, I have to say that from the beginning onwards, there was this close connection with the Nashco and the Nashco office, uh, which was also was always very pleasant. Um, and uh, all the things concerning Curacao and the Caribbean uh, were done by the Nashco office. And uh, I took the overview for that. And I was responsible for Europe and the rest of the world. Um, uh, so I always kept in touch with all the participants. Um, and it's very nice to see that a lot of them uh, are really regular participants uh, coming back every year, also now online. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, but also every year we have uh, new participants, which is great also. Um, and from the beginning onwards, we always um, made uh, uh, this very good connection with the sound and vision on Curacao with uh, Vino Taswani, who uh, is a great, great technical person for organizing uh, and helping out during the meetings. Uh, And I know from quite a lot of speakers from all over the world who said he's the best in in, um, making our movies work and uh, being sure that our slides are working. Uh, So that's that's uh, has always been also a great pleasure to work with him. And of course, we hope to continue uh, the meetings on Curacao as soon as that's possible again. Uh, it's quite a, 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 a challenge for organizing the meeting every year. Um, uh, since I'm doing this next to my official uh, work and job, but uh, it gives me always a great satisf- satisfaction to see uh, how things are going. And when I'm on the island, everything always is happiness, sunshine, and uh, a great meeting. So that's yeah, most of it. Th- thank you very much for that. Uh, actually, I want to thank you also for uh, making 15 years Netherlands Hard Days possible because actually you are Mrs. Netherlands Hard Days. So it's <laughs> without you. Nothing would happen. You're listening to the Radiology News Network, RNN. Welcome, Dr. Gersenbloed. Uh, 
Can you maybe please describe your involvement in the Netherlands Hard Days? Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, hello. Uh, involvement is a big word. And by the way, my name is Izzy. Um, um, uh, if I recall well, um, I had the honor of being invited uh, uh, one of the first uh, um, Netherlands Hard Days. I'm not sure if it was the first or the second. Um, and I, I was in awe because um, I was, of course, a very odd man out. I'm not a cardiologist. I'm not a radiologist. I was wondering what in God's name I was doing there. Um, <laughs> but they wanted to hear from me um, what um, about risk factors, about situation in Curacao, um, leading up to heart disease, uh, leading up to the things... Uh, that you're trying to uh, envision and uh, get on diagnostics on a better way. Um, so I, uh, I was uh, asked to give a talk about the research that we'd done several years before that on, uh, on uh, the epidemiology uh, in Curacao. And as you know by now, because you've heard this story many times, um, we have uh, now estimated about 50% of our adult population uh, has hypertension, about 30% is diabetic. Um, uh, and the common risk factor for that, of course, is obesity, of which we've proven we've had lots of that as well. So we have a very particular or um, um, uh, um, uh, population that's not unique to Curacao. Um, it fits well into uh, probably all populations of the Caribbean. Um, and that uh, places a good setting of what the burden of disease is on what we're doing. And coming from a public health standpoint, of course, my uh, objective is more to see how we can uh, stop this from growing. And um, uh, sadly, we're not doing that. Um, so we're investing a lot of money on the back end side after people got ill already. And what we're doing in uh, terms of promoting other lifestyles to try to get uh, other things off the ground, and that entails having uh, 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 the possibility placed that people, especially of lower social economic class, because they're the ones running most risk, um, of having them uh, live healthier and uh, not get the diseases that we're talking about. Um, so um, I was asked to talk about this kind of stuff, uh, which I did. Um, and then I take it, nobody liked it because I was never asked to come back again. So I was... Um, um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I am very honored to be uh, asked again uh, this year, and if it's an um, uh, anniversary year, that, uh, that's all the more special. So thanks very much. Thanks for the, inviting me, and especially thanks for your patience with me, because um, I remember last year where it didn't go on, you also made a lot of effort, and I'm talking about Estelle, of trying to get a hold of me, and I am notorious of being forgetful and answering mails. And um, uh, that has nothing to do with uh, how busy I am. It has to do with how nuts I am. And the busyness is not because I'm so brilliant. It's because there's uh, very few other people doing this stuff. So in Dutch, you have a saying, in the land of the blind, one eye is king. So here's the one eye. And that's all there is to it. But um, um, OK, so having said all of that, um, uh, thanks very much for inviting me. Um, again, uh, if I look at your lineup and, uh, and the speeches, um, again, I'm the odd man out. Uh, you, you want a perspective, a general perspective of COVID and Curacao, um, um, which has, um, my talk will have very little to do with either the heart or either radiology. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I probably will be asked back in another 15 years uh, when you have another um, um, or not. Um, but it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks very much. And um, I hope we have a good day together. Yeah, thank you very much for joining. Uh, can you maybe briefly comment on your expectations for the future COVID situation on Curacao? Do you, do you know any statistics about vaccination or what do you expect? How long will it take? You ask a very big, large question. Um, I can talk about this for another hour, but I don't <laughs> think you want me to do that. Um, uh, the, the, the short answer is I don't really know, but I expect it's going to take at least uh, another year before uh, we can get to something near, sem near a semblance of normalcy, um, or at least till the end of the year. 
Um, we started vaccinating a couple of weeks ago and you already see a trend that it's starting to stagnate uh, and that's worrisome. Um, and what you also see, and we'll talk about it later, is uh, the new variant. Uh, variants of concern coming in and variants of concern um, are also playing a part right now as we speak. Um, our numbers have gone up drastically in the past week, uh, doubling on a daily basis almost. Um, and that's very worrisome. Uh, it means if you don't uh, reach herd immunity and you're far from it, um, it means that um, we will have to still uh, uh, induce measures to um, uh, see if we can cope with this in a better fashion. Uh, because if not, and it's difficult, it's a very difficult thing to explain, actually, because the uh, largest, uh, as you know, of course, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, um, uh, most people with COVID aren't very sick. Uh, a lot of people uh, that have been infected hardly have any symptoms at all, or if they do have symptoms, they're very light symptoms. But the problem is, of course, that um, as more people do get infected, uh, vulnerable groups will also get infected and vulnerable groups will be admitted and will occupy for a long time uh, beds in the hospital. And by doing that, um, also um, surpassing your capacity for healthcare in general. And um, as I will say later, um, you've seen that in the Netherlands, uh, you've sent people with your intensive cares were full to Germany. Um, last time I looked outside, I didn't see any land besides sea. So there is no Germany. <laughs> you can't put people in an ambulance and send them elsewhere to intensive care. This is all we've got. Um, and having said that, for islands, that poses your limitation. So you cannot let uh, things surpass your capacity. And therefore, it becomes very difficult to explain people why we're doing what we do uh, to protect the health of the nation as a whole, not only those for COVID. So, um, yeah, you asked for my expectations. I sound a little grim. Maybe that's because of today, of seeing the numbers that we have. Um, but it's the reality that things are still not okay. And it's going to take some time before we get, uh, we get that in order. And having said that, at the same time, just as you're seeing in the Netherlands, people are fed up. People have had it with, uh, with COVID and with measures and with curtailing their, uh, their livelihood and, uh, and stopping them from living their own lives. And it's not as if we do that with pleasure. We don't. Um, you have a nice background there, uh, um, uh, Professor. But um, uh, the, uh, so you know Curacao, people like to dance. They like to go out, they like to have fun. Uh, they like to be together. Uh, and it's not only Curacao, that's Naruba, it's Bonaire, uh, it's all of our islands. Uh, so we were, um, uh, it's a very social uh, population. Um, so when you take that away, when you take song, dance, music, getting together, eating, especially the eating, um, uh, um, uh, the turkey pants, which you probably have met, and they're still, even now in COVID, they're standing in lines, even if we shorten the, the, the hours, if we make it earlier so they can't go in the middle of the night, then they go earlier. They go earlier because they go to turkey pants and they eat the same stuff that I don't want them to eat, but they eat. Um, when you take all of that away, people get angry. People are not very happy. People get depressed. Um, and it uh, has effect on them and it has effect on everybody else. So it's difficult because you need to do what you need to do. And you need to talk very much to try to get people to uh, adhere and play along um, to try to make things better in a short possible fashion. Yeah, it's, it's a very hard time for everybody. So thank, thank you very much for all your efforts to uh, fight COVID-19 on uh, Curaçao. Thank you for tuning in to Radiology News Network. Mr. van der Hoeven, welcome in the RNN podcast. You have been the NASCO president since 2003. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about the general background and goals of the NASCO? Yes, with pleasure, and thanks for the invitation. But I want to start with uh, Dr. Izzy. Izzy, yesterday we thought, I know your situation. I know it, and we are very grateful that although you are a very busy man, you joined us today. 
and we will guarantee you that you don't have to wait uh, an, uh, another 15 years. We will <laughs> follow your career and see if in the coming years we can make use of your knowledge, your vast knowledge. It is uh, a pleasure being here because um, of the fact that the Nashcom, being a part of, of the co-organization of the NHD, it is an honor because we started, I started with that before uh, I go to the Nashko in 2003, like Professor uh, Oudkerk said, Matthijs, our good friend in uh, Groningen and in Giethoorn, that uh, with the visit of Estelle and organizing with Professor Reed in 2004, the winter school. And that is part of the, the purpose, the statutory purposes of the NASCO, the organizing of the clinical higher education in a broad sense of the word, and that includes the postgraduate courses. And in short, we can say that we have faculties working with the postgraduate courses and the faculty of the North uh, Netherlands Hard Day starting in 2006, changing in 2009, was a, a very, very uh, professional and well-appreciated faculty. I have to say that, that everyone can hear it. It is a professional organization. It is a high-level organization. The programs that we have seen in the last years were very, very attractive, including the part of the Caribbean, putting attention, for instance, on the radiology part of the oncology in the Caribbean. So the attention was, and in, um, in the European part, the US part of the world, bringing the last developments and so on, but also attention for our part of the world, the part of the, of the Caribbean. By saying that, I put uh, emphasis also that Curacao being uh, in the middle between Latin America and Europe, and also connections with the US, that we have uh, good possibilities to bring people together in a small, small, um, capacity, because when you go to the international events, uh, 15,000, uh, 20,000 people, you don't have the opportunity to have vis-a-vis -vis contact and that and uh, in a very good atmosphere here in Curacao, we, we promote that because it has big advantages. You know each other personally, the connections are made and there is a new bond that connect the professionals together. Apart from the postgraduate courses, we uh, give also full cooperation to the UMCG in, um, in Groningen, the, the universe, uh, University Medical Center in, in Groningen, for the internships and uh, also for other universities that they can come here in our uh, hospital, and not only the new hospital, but other ones also, and the part of the social uh, medical care, the public health care, like for instance, on, under the uh, mentorship of Dr. Izzy Kerstenblut, he has that as part of the Nashville also. And uh, we give also a um, seat, seat uh, contribution for medical research so that uh, big researchers can start up sometimes where other fundings are looking for results before going further with the investigators. And of course, we are taking care of a very good health uh, climate uh, in, in the uh, healthcare climate in the context of the education in the different uh, clinics, because without that, you don't have the results you want for your internships and uh, uh, physicians, assistants who are working in the hospitals. So that's in a nutshell what we are doing. We, we try to be a platform for clinical higher education with connections uh, with the Latin American 
part, we have a cooperation um, agreement with Spouse and Suriname, with Colsanitas in Colombia, with um, Usimet in Costa Rica. We are busy now with Mexico. We have connections in the US and uh, also the other islands. So it is a network on a sm small island, but with uh, positive and good results, like with, uh, within the context of the NHB. It is an honor working with you, and we want to continue for the next uh, 15 years. We have put all, already everything in place to continue. So uh, take care that you are there uh, about 15 years that we can talk again if I'm still in the running. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. van der Hoeven, for your continued support uh, from the Nashko to the Netherlands hard days. You're listening to the Radiology News Network, RNN. Welcome, Dr. Kramer, or may I say Maarten Jan. You're a regular visitor and now member of the uh, program committee of the Netherlands hard days. So uh, thanks for joining uh, the podcast. Um, since you have been uh, at many meetings at uh, Curaçao, did you notice any long-term changes in the in the program, in the content of the Netherlands Hard Days? I think you're still uh, muted, so it would help if you uh, could switch on the mic. It yes. always helps. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Great. Thank you, uh, Hildo. Uh, let me first start that the, the program was always really outstanding. And as uh, Matthijs Oudkerk already said, that uh, uh, they're really important program uh, and issues. And let me remind you, there was a recent update in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology about the global burden of cardiovascular diseases from uh, 1990 to uh, 2019. And as I may say that at the moment, there are about 500, 500 million people around the world with cardiovascular diseases. And also maybe to put it in perspective, uh, with the COVID uh, uh, epidemic where we're in, every year, 9 million people die of heart and vessel diseases. So it's really, really amazing. And, um, and second, uh, as also Matthijs uh, said, and I'm really honored by being with you, that the developments in radiology have been so quickly and important the last years that it's really important to have a program where you can interact with each other, clinicians, cardiologists like me and radiologists to really for the benefit of our patients. And that was the main theme I always saw in the Netherlands Heart Days program, that there was a really an outstanding program with the latest developments. And I was, um, I was a director for seven years in the Netherlands of our own National Cardiovascular Institute. And why, why why, was the, why were the, 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 the presentations so great? Now, first of all, the organization, we already mentioned that, but also because it's, uh, uh, it is in Curacao, if you are invited, you go there and you try to give the best presentations you get because of the international audience, because of the small groups with all the interactions. So Hildo, so I think that the program and the, the organization is really good. And I think we really should continue this and try to, uh, try to uh, promote the teamwork, I think, also between radiologists and clinicians, cardiologists, pulmonologists. And that is really key, I think, if we can move forward in the coming years, because it's so complex. And I, I think you cannot do this alone. And I'd really like to promote teamwork between the radiologists, clinicians, and to see how we can work uh, together and, um, in daily life. And, 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 and the program was really good because you can interact with each other. You have more time than in your daily busy clinic as a radiologist or cardiologist. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really yeah, I would really compliment the, the organizations of this outstanding program for the, um, the past 15 years. And I hope I can uh, try to together with the other team of the program makers to uh, to have this program built like the great tradition of the past years. 
Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Uh, the the point you raised is quite important huh? to have a close collaboration between clinicians and especially between cardiologists and radiologists. So, do you think that the Netherlands hard days contributed to that collaboration in the past? Yeah. And and how do you think about what should we do to emphasize that in the future? Well, it's, uh, I think that um, first of all, uh, I think we already you already did that and. One of the things is that we have presentations from cardiologists and radiologists. Uh, we have interaction. We uh, last last year we also had uh, case, so we had the opportunity for radiologists and cardiologists and also pulmonologists to just also review cases together. That is really really great. So that is uh, already been done. And uh, and again, I think the the most important thing is that you get to know each other, and it is really. That is one of the nicer things that you can also interact with the colleagues from the Caribbean, Suriname and other places, but also, strangely enough, with your own colleagues. It has uh, really been raised that sometimes you have more time with interaction uh, with your own colleagues uh, from your hospital outside the hospital than inside the hospital. <laughs> and really, that is really, that, that is really true. And it is great that you have more time together uh, in those few days of the Nels Hard Days, where you can relax, you can uh, uh, you can reflect on your on your practice, you can interact, you can share your knowledge, and again, I think there is only one way that is together. Yeah, I, I fully agree, and uh, of course, unfortunately, we cannot join physically. We cannot sit on the beach and and have a beer together. But hopefully, next year. We can do so. You're listening to the Radiology News Network, RNN. Professor Leiner, welcome in the podcast. You're the current president of the Netherlands Hard Days. So for you, the main issue is, of course, the future of the Netherlands Hard Days. So what do you think about that? Uh, well, thank you, Hildo. And uh, thanks for organizing this uh, this podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed getting everybody's perspective on, on how things came to be and uh uh, what uh, what people think is the value of getting together. And um, yeah, as we all know, um, uh, cardiovascular imaging is an incredibly exciting field with lots of, you know, new techniques coming uh, into the clinic in the past couple of years. And um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of developments going on. And um, I think like Martin Jan says, um, or said, um, it's, really good to update each other on what's going on in our respective fields, uh, the cross-sectional imaging techniques, but also incredibly valuable techniques like echocardiography and, and things like that. So um, nuclear techniques uh, are an integral part of, of what we um, uh, use on a daily basis in patients with cardiovascular uh, diseases. And, um, you know, going forward, I think uh, all of these uh, techniques, as well as the clinical implications, when you use these techniques, um, need to be discussed because the indications change, the techniques change, uh, there are new insights or new guidelines and uh, updating each other and making sure that we speak each other's language is, I think, uh, uh, one of the main goals of, of getting together. Um, so this is basically collaboration across specialties, but also I think a very important thing is uh, going forward is strengthening the collaboration across geographic regions. Uh, we are, um, you know, m m many of us are based in the Netherlands, but I think it's also very good to see what's going on in other parts of the world uh, and how we can, um, you know, help to, to bring newer techniques to areas that may not have them yet. And we can also learn uh, from uh, going there by uh, to see what's, uh, you know, wh what are the local problems? Eh? Are they the same as in the Netherlands? Uh, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Uh, what are the diseases that we, um, that we see there and things like that? So I, I think that's also one of the founding pillars uh, that will go forward in the future uh, of the heart days, um, that, that geographical uh, collaboration. And... Um, yeah, one of the things I, of course, hope is that we can get together next year uh, in Curaçao again. Um, hopefully the vaccination programs uh, on this side of the ocean and on the other side of the ocean will allow us to do that. Um, as, as several people have said, I think it's really super valuable to sit together together. Uh, 
conferences in the Netherlands um, typically occur on one day. People uh, go home at 5 p.m. to catch the train. Uh, and this, this type of, uh, let's say, behavior you don't see in Curaçao. Eh? People are lining up to sit together to have a beer or a nice cocktail at the pool uh, uh, and to discuss further and more in depth about the way they work together and uh, uh, what's going on in, in our field. So uh, I think that's a unique element that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, like uh, Mr. van der Hoeven said, uh, you know, if you go to RSNA or SCMR or any of the larger conferences, this... Uh, that this small group feeling, this family-like feeling is, is not there. Uh, that, that's very unique to this conference. And uh, the, the final thing I'd like to say going forward is that, um, uh, you know, one thing we've learned in this pandemic is that um, um, uh, I, I, you know, I'm the first person who wants to get to, together again in person, but there's also value in... Uh, getting people online in fora like this, because uh, sometimes, you know, people are not able to join for a variety of reasons and uh, making the content available in an online manner, in addition to getting together in person, I think could be valuable going forward. Uh, because uh, we have uh, the highest number of registrations ever for uh, today compared to in, in the 15 years that, uh, that this conference exists. So over 200 people have registered to participate today, which is an incredible number, uh, I think. And uh, that underscores the need for this type of offering. Uh, uh, so not only physically, but also uh, online. So perhaps in the future, we can look at hybrid formats to, uh, uh, to capture some of this content in, in a better way. So, yeah. Yeah, everybody's now used to all these uh, Zoom, WebEx, Teams meetings. So I hope indeed everybody can join uh, online. Thank you for tuning in to RNN. Dr. Gratema, Jan-Willem, welcome to the show. Uh, you're the treasurer of the Netherlands Hard Days. I think that is the most challenging job. So what do you think about uh, next year? Because, yeah, we have to raise a lot of money. So uh, do a pitch. Yeah. Hello, thank you very much uh, for um, organizing this uh, podcast. Uh, I thought it was the most boring subject of this uh, round, but you uh, introduced me in another way. Uh, well, we are, of course, a non-profit organization, so that implies that we don't uh, keep a lot of money on the bank account. After the meeting, uh, the, the amount of uh, the bank account is uh, low because you know, well, we're a non-profit organization. So we rely on the number of participants and also on the funding, on sponsoring. Um, yes, um, well, as everybody knows, there have been a lot of cuts uh, by the government in the past year. So some of the sponsoring of the funding has, uh, has been lost, for instance, by the University of Groningen or Maastricht. Um, but luckily, we have some very loyal sponsors and they help us with um, yeah, raising money to make this meeting possible. Of course, it's not only the sponsoring that makes it possible, also the number of participants that come to this uh, uh, interesting meeting and uh, want to meet each other, which is not possible for this year. But as we heard uh, Tim uh, speak, uh, there are a lot of uh, participants this year. Um, yes, uh, for, the, for the next years, um, well, the first thing we're going to do after this online meeting is to, um, you know, to start uh, making a new interesting program. We hope to attract a lot of, um, a lot of participants. Um, hopefully we can uh, organize it at uh, Curacao live, but uh, well, we don't know yet. We hope so. Uh, on the other hand, um, we saw this this year, there are a lot of um, participants in this online meeting. So I think uh, the subject is very uh, popular. And we will attract many um, people from the Netherlands, from all over the world, especially Curaçao region. Uh, I think this will be a very interesting uh, forum for the, for the industry to, um, to make themselves known to the participants and to uh, spread the new ideas and to help us um, communicate with each other. So I think, um, well, for the industry, there's a lot of uh, opportunities to... Um, to use their money um, in, a, in a good manner. So I hope we will uh, succeed in that by creating, uh, starting uh, very quickly after this meeting, uh, 
starting the uh, Netherlands Hard Days 2022. All right. Well, well thank you very much. Maybe a, a question to all of you. Well, maybe not all together. But maybe one of you can comment on your expectations and hopes, especially for the Netherlands Hard Days in the future. Maybe any comments on the future topics. So who likes to uh, comment on that? Maybe Matthijs, what is your hope for the future for our organization on uh, the conference on Curaçao? Yeah, in my view, uh, you have always to respond to uh, the developments in, uh, of course, in healthcare, but also in your own professional field. And uh, I think we are at the brink of, um, uh, um, yeah, that we, we could reconsider if the scope that we started 15 years ago or 20 years ago should not be a little bit broadened. And also that we could evolve uh, chest disease As, uh, uh, as COVID-19 more or less proves that uh, it's a very difficult thing that we separate in, in, in those uh, yeah, specialties at the moment. I think uh, COVID-19 proved that, uh, now yeah, we all were witnessed the, <laughs> the virology yeah. as a profession. And I think uh, they try to explain everything from their profession without any knowledge of the disease itself. So the pathology did their own work. The cardiologists did their own work. And if you go through the literature, you will find that everyone explains the whole disease progression, but also the diagnosis from this very small perspective and um, of their own profession, of course. Um, uh, I will try to address this problem also in my presentation, but I think we should transgress really the professional borders And in, uh, not alone, so that uh, that's what we tried 15 years ago. But we should now also try to uh, uh, to broaden up those specialties that are uh, important for chest disease, because um, you cannot really separate the whole uh, you know, the lung from the heart in the way we do it. Uh, on one hand, and on the other hand, I think you should realize that more than uh, 80% of worldwide mortality is all caused by chest disease. So um, from that perspective, I think also in, in terms of early detection, we are working now towards, uh, towards an, uh, yeah, an approach that in radiology, we can go to early detection of the three big killers. And that is uh, cardiovascular, of course, uh, as Martin Jan already mentioned. Lung cancer, which is still, uh, you, people don't realize it, but there are more, more patients dying every year from lung cancer than in the whole uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And, and no, one, no one is thinking about this. Same goes for cardiovascular. So you can just uh, yeah, count it up, more or less, and it happens every year. So uh, I think already in the politics, anyway, in the Netherlands, uh, people realize that uh, this is really an issue. You cannot just uh, focus on COVID-19 all the time and forget about all the other diseases. It will have impact on the end. Um, um, I think we all would be very, uh, it would be very helpful if we broaden up, um, uh, yeah, as you did more or less now, by programming COVID-19, for the Netherlands hard days. So this is really something because in the UK and in the US, it's just regarded as a regular pneumonia still. That's incredible, but that's the way it is. And um, that, that means that even CT is not indicated in the US and in the UK for COVID-19. Now, look at your own program at the moment. I think that was a marvelous idea to say, okay, we, uh, we as Netherlands Hard Days, we just do COVID-19. I think that that is really the transgression that we need. And don't be too modest. I think radiology is the most interdisciplinary profession that there is. So everyone wants to yeah, be an imaging expert. You see it in neurology, you see it now. Yeah, we just talked about the cardiologists. They all want to be an imager because at the end, non-invasive uh, or, or invasive cardiology will only a very small piece of the cake. 
And that also goes for internal medicine. It goes for so many professions that they all want to have this imaging in their pocket. And I think uh, and the radiology uh, as a profession has to prove that we are really uh, have a separate knowledge. Uh, data acquisition, the way you do it matters. The way you interpret images, you really need to know the background. And then the, it was already mentioned, the enormous instrumentarium that we have as radiologists in imaging techniques, how to use them in a, in a, in a sensible order and not do everything at the same time. So wow. I think uh, I got a sign from Hildo. Enough is enough. I will stop because I could go for a long time further. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I think you can uh, be the, the, the only speaker during the conference. Uh, you're saying very important, thoughtful things. So very much for your uh, contribution. So that is... Uh, also concluding a little bit the podcast uh, I would like to thank all the people involved in this uh, podcast and um, I think we have uh, high hopes for the future and uh, it, I think the future is quite safe of the Netherlands hard days with all your input uh, to conclude this podcast I would like to mention something that I'm actually quite proud of because there, there exists a top 35 of the worldwide best radiology podcasts And funnily enough, the Radiology News Network podcast is at number 17. That's quite amazing. I, I was not aware of the existence of this list. Uh, if you're interested, you can check it on uh, feedspot.com. Uh, and then uh, you can also listen to all the other podcasts. Since we are uh, now in a podcast, I'd like to conclude uh, with a new feature in this uh, radiology podcast uh, about innovation leads to leadership. And this week, it will be about podcasting. RNN. Innovation leads to leadership. And so we created the enclosure element in RSS until I saw my first iPod. Here's another one. Adam Curry is uh, one of the guys that invented podcasting. It's not easy because uh, neither I or Dave Weiner have ever patented any of this. It's completely free and open, so no one owns it. Danny Gregoire, a guy who was just listening, he said, oh, this, this, this is a podcast. RNN.